0: Welcome to the Really Awful Movies Podcast, a celebration of low-budget cinema. The sleep of reason gives birth to
1: monsters.
0: Hi, my name's Chris, and along with Jeff, we're bringing you the very best and worst of horror, sci-fi, post-apocalyptic wasteland, kung fu, and women in prison movies from the 1960s to today. Check us out at reallyawfulmovies.com, part of the Crypt TV family. Downtown Toronto headquarters. Here's episode 61, 1963's Blood Feast. Done, 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 done. That's not us banging our head against the wall. That's the sound of the rather <laughs> underwhelming, shall we say, soundtrack to this uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis, uh, very minor very minor classic. Yes. Well, in
1: your in your estimation, in well, my <laughs> estimation
0: it's a major classic. Yeah. It was ahead of its time. We'll give well, you know, it that. Yeah. I mean,
1: first of all that, by the way, that that amazing score you just heard was composed by Mr. A. T. Lewis himself. Well, wow, you got a
0: snare drum and just hit it. That was unbelievable. Yeah. And eat your heart out. There you go. And there's lots of hearts having things done to them. There's a lot of hearts being yeah. eaten <laughs> and ripped out in this one. Yeah. Yep. No.
1: This movie is um, Infamous mm-hmm. as being the first. I mean, some may argue that other movies came before, but this was the first real movie to depict gore. Mm-hmm. And when I'm saying when I say gore, I mean like real gore, like you know, like the blood, the sinew, the innards, like yes. everything. Now, H. Lewis Herschel Gordon Lewis is a man who I I greatly admire. I mean, he's he's the godfather of gore. Without H. E. Lewis, I mean, this is—he—he he started it all. He pioneered everything. You know, every time you see a throat slashed, you know, yeah. you see a, a, a forehead cleaved, you see a body eviscerated, you see anything. You know, we we big, owe the men. Our, our you got to pay homage to H. E. Lewis. Okay, <laughs> this guy. I mean, he's like Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he started it all. Okay, in yeah. 1963. A. T.
0: Lewis, along with his producer David Friedman, started it all with Blood Feast. Now Yeah, and it starts with a message to get back to Grandmaster Flash. Yeah. And it starts out with a radio dispatch warning of another murder. A body has been mutilated. Yes. Panic. You know? Oh, what what to do? Yes. And of course there wouldn't be panic because
1: here we are, this is Miami, right? Now Miami yeah. is a Good city, but I mean it's not exactly the safest city in the world, no. right? Well, in this Miami, there's all of two cops on the force. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I gotta preface this by saying this is a bad movie. Yeah. But this is one of my absolute favorite bad movies. This the, is
0: inc- this. Is, yeah, it's not only is it incredibly cheap. I mean, it rivaled only by we've just dis- discussed Cracker Jack in another podcast. And incredibly, Madness, yep. ma- incredibly austere, shall we say, in a film, but also some of the worst exposition you'll see in any well, movie. Some of the worst acting. Some of yeah. the oh, worst
1: yeah. <laughs> <was> editing. Some <laughs> of the worst everything. In fact, the acting is so bad, it's almost like it's a form of anti acting. You
0: know yeah, yeah. I meta acting. It's meta acting. I
1: mean, the funny thing is, I, I mean, one of the actors in this movie, the guy who plays the uh, the police inspector, Peter. Pete. Uh, Pete yeah. His He's, his name is William Kerwin, right? But when he was in this movie, he was billed as Thomas Wood. Now,
0: that's very Fitting, appropriate it's, you would say, Yeah, for yeah. his, his acting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. The man could not be more Yeah, willing, yeah, yeah. Nor
1: could other actors. And he was
0: I mean, one of the better ones, i got to say. He probably was, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, nobody can um, rival the great uh, Mal Arnold, okay? Nay, Mal Arnold Epstein, <laughs> yeah. who was all of 30 years old, okay? When he played the... Maybe seventy-year-old Egyptian.
0: Yes, yeah. Fuad Ramses. Yeah, and we'll get to that. He plays a prominent part in this, and I think you mentioned it earlier. He looks like a sweaty Michael Richards a from South A character
1: bug-eyed Michael Richards. I yeah. mean, this guy. I mean, like I said before, he was all thirty years old, you know, and he played this Egyptian named Floyd Ramses. Yes, Floyd Ramses, exotic catering. Now. Yeah.
0: And we'll, we'll get to that soon. And, yeah. you know, as we I'm said, sorry, 19, I, I, 1963. This, I'm, I'm this is a so yeah. I love <laughs> this movie so much. But. Uh, th- this, again, it predates the obviously uh, fetid, lauded, you know, accolades galore Psycho by two years. And, but this one starts with a bathroom scene. Uh, sh- Indeed, yeah. A bathtub scene that is <laughs> absolutely vile where there's a uh, you know uh, let's you know let's face it a rather unconvincing cutaway death uh that f- is followed by uh what looks like a piece of prosciutto <laughs> <laughs> R- ripped out of this woman. <laughs> and, and also, uh, we've we got to say, uh, she, she's naked, and uh, there's a little bit of a, you know, a flash of, uh, of a rather giant uh, areola. I didn't and see was, that, but anyway. They, you weren't looking hard enough. <laughs> know, anyway. yeah, so, 1963, sense. we've got boobs, and we've got viscera. And we've got, got blood, yeah. yeah and uh, I believe her knee... Uh, well, she was basically carved up by... Well, Hispanics. she was stabbed in the
1: eye, yeah. and her leg was hacked off by this this, 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 this devious Egyptian...
0: Yeah, you know. a, a sinister killer, and who was dubbed in the movie, according to the Homicide Bureau, the worst yet, there's been seven killings in two weeks. And so, yeah, as we said... Bum, we, we, bum, 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 bum. Yeah. <laughs> there, as you said, yeah, this couldn't be the most understaffed, you know, budget-constraining... Police force ever, and this is the Miami Dade County. They should have tons of this is a major city, but they have all of three guys in the homicide yeah. bureau. And I, I mentioned it on the guy's desk. Like we talked about mise en scène, and oh, the mise en scène this movie is absolutely, absolutely cheap. Yeah, this guy has a, and this is kind of inappropriate. <laughs> this guy has an ashtray on his desk, yeah. and I asked you at one point, like, what is that? Is it looks like. A green dildo, like a giant, green do-go, like, like, yeah. a giant, yeah. like uh, the Hulk's schlong, was on this guy's desk. And it, it's funny <laughs> too, because then as um,
1: as Officer Pete and his partner were discussing these murders, uh, you know, <laughs> no sense of urgency. At all. Was, there, none whatsoever. <laughs> but I mean, there was no cleverness. It was not a double entendre. No. Right? no, you know, he goes, "Oh, looks like this is gonna be one of those long, hard ones." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you look at the ashtray. Yeah. Like, there you go. There's a long, <laughs> hard one right there. But anyway. To get the plot rolling, yeah, so, well, Fuad Ramses. Fuad Ramsey's, is a he's a he's a, a, a local proprietor. He's a, yeah. a businessman. He runs a uh, Fuad Ramsey's Exotic Catering. Yeah, and
0: then this seems like a lot—lots of non-perishable foods, and it doesn't seem overly exotic, like a no. bunch of tin cans behind, <laughs> the, guy, behind the guy's counter. <laughs> and, and and he's you know he's called upon to cater a party right. uh, by. Uh, I forget the woman's name, but this is sort of... Well-to-do. Uh, Well-to-do. Uh, uh, well, uh, well She's got a pillbox hat. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miami Socialite in a, in a pink dress, very Jackie O. Yep. And, and it's a birthday party for her... Uh, for her daughter. Her young yeah. daughter, Suzanne. <laughs> young, yeah. Young,
1: exactly, yeah. yeah. This is played by... Suzanne is played by Connie Mason, who's... I, I said it's got to be the ugliest Playboy playmate <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. I mean, she was a former Playboy playmate, but I mean... With this horrendous overbite, and yeah,
0: skin you, like leather. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, yeah it's, a, yeah, it's skin like beef jerky. Yeah, exactly. No, not, not that we're like Ryan Reynolds ourselves, no, but yeah, okay. Yeah, glass houses, stones, but we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna cast them anyway. We're uh, not Ryan Reynolds, we're not Burt Reynolds, we're not <laughs> you know, we're just whatever. But hey, this is radio, TV, This is right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lucky for us. And so this Fouad Ramses, he caters to unusual affairs. So he's, he's ready to handle this woman's party. And he's going to do so with a feast. A blood feast. Yes, uh, and uh, this feast has not been served for 5,000 years. And so, this is going to be some sort of throwback to ancient Egyptian times, and obviously Fuad Ramses. Ramses was a mm-hmm. famous pharaoh. This guy's name is Fuad Ramses. Yeah. Now, what's interesting in this um, business transaction between the two, the two of them. They might as well call him Omar Tukin yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have thought, like, I've never run a catering business. But at no point is it discussed how many guests there are. No. Or is she He just says, okay. I'm, I can handle this, and yep. and I'll be ready in two weeks. Yep, it yep. could be four guests, it could be 300. N- and not only that, but I mean,
1: this is a proprietor of a business, okay? He doesn't lock the door, he doesn't put one of those, like, you will know, be back in five minutes signs. Mm. Right? He just goes to the back of his shop, where he's got this, like, this shrine to this goddess, this, right? Yeah, this goddess. And he prays yeah. to, while he's, like, muttering this innocent mumbo-gumbo, <laughs> this gold spray-painted mannequin, who's supposed to be, like, this, you know, effigy of the goddess Ishtar. Ishtar, yeah. Now, yeah.
0: Is it Ishtar? Is it Itar? Is it Ita? Uh, well, I guess because of, what was it, the Dustin Hoffman flop of 1978? Uh, uh, the musical Ishtar? Well, yes, but... Mm, okay, yeah. Well, in this no, movie but, it goes by various uh, incarnations. Like, de- depending
1: on who's actually, yeah.
0: like, you know, yeah. uh, mentioning the
1: names. either Ishtar, Itar, Ita... Okay.
0: This not, yeah, yeah. This was not <laughs> vetted by an Egypt, Egyptologist. I no, can't even definitely say not. it. Oh, <laughs> well, there
1: is an Egyptologist in the movie, which this is, is kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, so, again, so this, this feast. Okay, you know, getting back to the feast. here. <laughs> uh, she just seems thrilled with the idea. No, if this was proposed to you, let's say on your mm-hmm. wedding day, like, oh, I'm I'm going to have a five thousand year old feast, wouldn't you? <laughs> w- wouldn't you be concerned that maybe at the time in antiquity they might have dined on scorpions or like, I don't know, monkey brains or something? But no, oh, that sounds exotic. I'm just going to leave it in your I hands. Think that would have Weird a shopkeeper, little, you know, like a little taste of uh, yeah, like a <laughs> tasting p- menu of, uh, yeah, break. a little
1: preview of something. Yeah. You know, oh, oh, sounds wonderfully exotic. Let's go for it, <laughs> you know, It's going to be super special. So. The blood feast is on.
0: Uh, yeah, and and uh, as I said, this movie is all exposition, and yeah. some of the worst exposition ever. The quintessential exposition cliche in film is, of course, the newspaper headline. Is the laziest it's been <laughs> done. Uh, uh, okay, it's done. It's been done in Citizen Kane, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's been done in some classics, but it has a track record of at least seventy years of annoying people. This one has legs cut off. Police are hunting for a killer. And then that is flashed at the viewer. Headline, 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 yeah. exposition, watch out. Extra, extra, extra. Extra, extra, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean...
1: The body but, count rises. The body count rises, mm-hmm. in fact. I mean, you have these two uh, these two young
0: uh, young ones uh, making out on the beach.
1: And, yeah, and, uh, and,
0: and she's trying to, you know, she's saying, oh, my mom's expecting me home. And, of course, the male half is trying to convince her otherwise to keep her... Keep romancing her, and he—he yeah. he, he has to look at least forty. Like, well, well, it's funny because I mean, again, like, this be a Randy
1: teen. Mal Arnold, who plays the sixty to seventy-year-old, uh <laughs> <Fried Fried> Ramsey, <laughs> is all of thirty, whereas this teen who's supposed to be eighteen is all of like you know forty-five. You know, yeah. but I mean, and uh, then you hear the bum, bum, no, bum. 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 Um, and they're they're Fuad. Now we got to say the Fuad Ramses is is lame. He walks a little limp, yeah. right? But he's able to overtake any foe. I mean, oh yeah, no yeah, yeah, for sure. And he and he, he goes up to these 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 young lovers, and he scalps a girl
0: and he removes her brain. And, yes. I mean, you know, I got uh, and and this this beach mm-hmm. deserted. Deserted, but not only that, this thing was filmed in Miami. Right. Right? And they never made it to the beach to film this beach scene. This is soundstage beyond obvious soundstage, which makes you wonder. I mean, the whole thing, I don't know what the budget costs, but. 25 grand, I believe. Huh? Okay, yeah. well, I take that back, and that, they spent it fairly well. <laughs> and it made millions. Wow. Made millions back. But anyway, uh-huh. I digress. Um, yeah, the, the, yeah, you said you've. you've Bought, like, dollar store squibs if, around Halloween that are, like, basically ketchup packets. Yeah, That's what this was. Well, this well, beach yeah. scene and the snake emerges, obviously, in a nod to uh, Egyptian antiquity mm-hmm. and the importance of, you know, of, of snakes and whatnot. So the and snake the, appears. The blood could not be more... You know, vibrant, but it could not be more red paint. You know mm-hmm. what I mean?
1: But all the same, I mean, you got to think in 1963. I mean, this was shocking stuff. This was this was unheard of. Yeah, nobody had ever seen this before. I mean, this this was unbelievable. Another victim of uh, Mr. Ramsay's, um, is a young lady by the name of, uh, of Trudy, one of uh, the friends of Suzette's. And this this man pulls out her tongue with his bare hands. Yeah, I mean, he may be
0: lame. He may have a pronounced mm. limp, but he's got this incredible of Bo- upper body strength. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and the skills of a surgeon as yes. well. and and so yeah, the body count uh, again is rising, and and poor poor Suzette, for whom this feast is being is, is being organized, mm-hmm. she says at one point, these murders are taking the joy out of everything, eh, as they would. And it's all about you eh, and your bro, <laughs> yeah, Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> it's my
1: party, and they'll die if I want. Yeah, to. Yeah. Now, but we got to say one thing is. Um, I guess convenient or mm-hmm. lazy on the part of the uh, the spirit. <laughs> yeah. Suzette is dating uh Inspector Pete. Yes. who's, who's gotta look at least thirty years or senior. Yeah. If yeah. more. Um and they go to a class Taught um, by a,
0: an anthropologist, of course, because yeah, uh, this is the horror uh, genre. Ancient Egyptian e- rites. Yeah, yeah.
1: And they go to this class, and they hear all about the cult of Ishtar, or Itar. Yes, Itar. in the
0: ancient city of Antioch. They hear, Ishtar the god. And this guy looked like Henry Kissinger, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Except he didn't have that low voice. But yeah, he had this. And, and he, he explained, I, I would have to say, in excruciating detail, mm. the vagaries and the intricacies of fucking ancient Egyptian Religion. They, he tells you For a 60 every, minute movie, you he, learn everything you ever needed to know and, about and, Ishtar, and he, slash, Ittar, slash, retard, slash.
1: <laughs> and here's a Spectre Pete,
0: you know, who's yeah, totally stumped
1: and to clueless. And he's he, taking notes at this. Yeah. And this guy's explaining the blood feast. Forget and about every victim's had detail. their heart ripped yeah, out. And he's and he's not, like, and he's, nothing is piecing nothing together in his mind.
0: You, you can't clue him <laughs> you know, anything.
1: It's like. Basically, if Fuad Rabzey's walked by with a giant flocking <laughs> outside saying, I'm the killer, Pete would still be fucking stuck. Yeah. I mean, this guy is one of the worst inspectors I've ever seen. Never mind the forensics, but that's like something... Oh, yeah, know. yeah. We were talking about that before, the lack of forensics. Yes. Well, I mean, look, there's so much ridiculousness in this movie, but... The well, are
0: they also, as we said, foreshadowing and exposition and frequent nods. What's the name of that book? The the Ancient Rites of... of ancient religion ancient the, religion and the, yeah, cults and then yeah. one of the victims this Janet uh, she's got again that squib slash uh, ketchup packet blood on her face she's in the hospital being tended to because she's ma- miraculously pulled through yep. but she is wearing mummy yeah, yep. and okay. even that doesn't tip off any of the investigators that's something yeah. we gotta along the Nile is, is being again, perpetrated
1: Pete Inspector Pete <laughs> one of two cops in Miami it, yes yeah Goes to a class on a weekly basis with his Gilbank girlfriends who Yes, and this is a class on
0: ancient Egyptology.
1: He learns and ancient everything rites. about the blood feast. Yeah. There's all of one Middle Eastern gentleman, nay, Egyptian gentleman, yeah, yeah, and living in the vicinity yeah. who is known for having an exotic catering business.
0: Yes, and yet nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing. This yeah. guy would never have tracked down Dexter. No, definitely not.
1: <laughs> so um, all of this is leading to the bum,
0: bum, 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 bum the incredible, yeah the, yeah, the feast in question. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. The, these pillboxed hat you know, society women all gather for Suzette's party. Yeah. And they're being charmed by this uh, this foreigner. Uh-huh. I guess is there some sort of subtext of xenophobia? No, no, no okay. they no. totally accept this guy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they accept this guy, and he, he's going to prepare their. And he goes, And I gotta say the other thing about. And he uh, says, "Oh, can I? Can I need some help in the kitchen? Yeah. Suzette, so come with me." Yeah, the guest of honor. Yeah, the other
1: thing about uh, Mal Arnold, uh, which I love, is that his, his Egyptian accent is more like Bela Lugosi than it is yeah. Mark Marcharief. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's, may he rest in peace. Right. It's it's, 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 it's like. I need the guest of honor yeah. to come with me. <laughs> and uh, basically what he wants to do is he wants to sacrifice her to each Ishtar. Tar, right? Now,
0: this guy is a very calculating, he a fairly controlled killer. He's been he managed to abscond and avoid the law up until this point, but mm-hmm. yet for some reason his M.O. changes to attempting to murder... Suzette, right in her own home, mm. in the kitchen, in front of uh, a dozen witnesses at this party. How, how do you figure that? The god so Ishtar a has to sloppy. be appeased. Yeah, yeah, he did. The god Ishtar mm. has to be appeased? Yeah, I guess. Uh, and and it? So at this point,
1: uh, Pete Finally puts like, you know, two and two together and gets seven and figures out that uh <laughs> yeah. that this is the killer and that he's now carrying the party of his girlfriend at this very moment he comes racing in. Now this is one of the most hilarious ending scenes of any movie I've ever seen in my entire life because you well, have yeah. well, <laughs> you have this 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 lame elderly man involved yeah.
0: in a foot chase with able bodied policemen Yeah who Suzette screams and uh, he realizes that they're on to him. Jeez, go figure! He runs off into the yeah. street. The well, he, cops are well, there. he shuffles off. He shuffles off. He's, off he's yeah. Not on his mortal coil yet, but yeah. yeah, he shuffles off. The Miami's finest are chasing he, this lame septuagenarian. Despite the fact that they're in vehicles, decide to get out of their car.
1: And try and apprehend him by foot. By foot through now, the city dump. Yeah. I have seen, you know, I mean, even the O.J. Simpson Bronco case was faster yeah, than yeah. Thing Because yeah. this guy is fucking like running away from these able-bodied cops. They have guns; they're not even discharged. No, no. And he's just like, oh my god, how are we going to track this guy down? Well, you know what, Ramsey's, he's gonna uh, he's gonna outsmart them all. Yeah. There's a dump truck. He gets in the in uh, the, the back. Yeah, not a good move. Not a good yeah. move. While well, you were saying, like, is it routine for a dump truck as they're driving away to... Uh,
0: yeah, to crush its cargo mid-flight? Like, no generally, know. I've never seen a dump truck crush its cargo yeah, as it's as it's driving. Driving. There's just no. no way. But they
1: did. They did, yeah. And they basically, uh, they, they crushed Fuad Ramsey. So, the driver gets out, yeah. You know, this is this... this uh, a big meathead. Big meathead yeah. wearing a white beard tank top. And, uh, you know, he speaks to, the, to Inspector
0: Pete. You know, yeah, and one, one of the, the detectives says, Oh, you did the city a favor, son. By, by, obviously, you know, crushing the right. the, the and killer. Then, and then they're like, well, let's go home. Yeah, uh, they, they get their cigarettes and they just leave. They don't tell what this poor public servant supposed to do with the yeah, body. Yeah, he's got this, <laughs> this, this, like, this crushed
1: good. body in the back <laughs> of his dump truck, you know? How's he gonna explain that to the boss? Yeah, <laughs> you know, hey, let's go home. You know, that's the end of that. You know, we don't have to do yeah. about f-
0: fuck filing paperwork or whatever. Let's go, go home. Well, isn't the mob inextricably tied to uh, to mm-hmm. the? Disposal yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, <laughs> so maybe he's not the first body to end up in a dump truck. Yeah, let's talk about the day for night continuity in this movie. Yes, as we said, you know, Pete Inspector Pete is quite the leftario and mm-hmm. he is putting the moves on, on the leathery Suzette. Yep. And at one point, as we said, one of the beach scenes takes place in a sound stage, but the romancing scene takes place right on the actual beach. Mm-hmm. And this takes place over, uh, i got to say, 12 hours. Because he starts yeah. romancing the woman at around dusk, dusk. Then it's pitch black. It's, it's pitch black, black and then all of a sudden it's back to dusk again. Yeah. And then she's saying all the while, oh, you know, aren't you supposed to be you know, going out and catching the killer and not putting the, you know... Putting the moves on me, basically. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't you be out doing something else? I gotta P, get
1: home. And he says something this line, something like, "I think you'd be safer with the killer than you would with me at this point." Yeah, like, he's a lady killer. Sort oh of. my lord! Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was a little uh, uh, not
0: not the lady killer, but one of a yeah. different stripe. But wow. once again, Chris, I mean, we got to talk about the gore. Yeah, you know, incredible. I mean, like yeah. as as bad as this movie is, and it's it's by no. Make no mistake, this is a terrible fucking movie. Well, but I mean, like, gore this, this, this movie is unbelievably cool. Is a it, very? It's, it's a progenitor of. It is, yeah, uh,
1: this movie is a, is a variable definition of amateurish in every single yeah. way. But you know what? It doesn't fucking matter. No, it's it's hard is in the right place. Entertaining. H. G. Lewis. I mean, the the gore is unbelievable, even by today's standards. It's I, a, I agree.
0: Yeah. Really, really well done, and, yep. and again, you can remark at the sort of the corniness of some of, let's say, the uh, lyrics of you know Grandmaster Flash and DJ Cool Herc and all that kind of corny rap. But mm-hmm. without that, you wouldn't have gotten into the stuff that we loved, and no, really, no. really, he really did set the tone. In our
1: previous podcast, we talked about Lucio Fulci and you know, his use of gore, but hmm. there wouldn't be no Fulci if not for H. Q. Lewis. Now, Herschel Gordon Lewis, I mean, you know, beside blood feast which is probably his most famous movie he's done so many other great ones he's done 2000 yeah he's done call me blood red he's done the gruesome twosome the gorgor girls the wizard of gore and on and on and on they're all amateurly incredible mm-hmm. i love I, I, I he's one of my absolute favorites um and i just have to say i mean this movie if you want if you want to like watch a bad movie you'll enjoy Blood Feast. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you want to watch a really good movie, you'll enjoy Blood Feast. For sure. And if you look at it from a historical perspective, I mean, this is a movie, like, I mean, think about it, in 1963...
0: Yeah, it's a couple years before uh, Repulsion, This is way before Peckinpah and all that that stuff. Yeah, Imagine,
1: like, sitting with a girl on the drive and watching this movie, you know? Incredible. Yeah. And seeing these, you know, these scalpings and these... These, these disembowelings and these beheadings. Yeah, name one like, other
0: film from 1963 that you could not show to a 14-year-old today. Exactly. This,
1: it's unbelievable. No, right. what, year, what year was Song of the South put out?
0: No, I'm not sure.
1: That, bra- that racist uh, Disney movie that they... Uh, they <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's one that they can't show today, basically. Well, yeah, for different, for different reasons. reasons. There we yeah, go. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. but anyway, I mean, this I, I, I love... Blood feast. I mean, I like I said before. I mean, as a gorehound, I'm a gorehound. You know, we we talked about Gordon in previous podcast. You don't need it in a horror film. You know, you can have a great horror film without it. But damn well, you know what? It's like it's like great seasoning. If it's used well, it really makes a movie. Yeah, that much more palatable,
0: or a fine dessert to cleanse the palate. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Again, we we have to pay homage to Horshel Gordon Lewis. Mm-hmm. This man,
1: he's he's still with us. You know, he's he's in his eighties and. Again, like we, we we have to appreciate what this man brought to the world of cinema.
0: What did you learn from Blood Feast, Chris? Besides learning tons about it culture, <laughs> yeah, I learned more than I ever ever wanted to do too about uh, about Ishtar and, or Etar, yeah, or uh, E-tar, uh, or yes, and, and I learned that <laughs> that this is really um, a police procedural B movie. That's been done, with no, procedure. This, no, no, with no procedure. <laughs> so that, that's been in many ways done to death, but not in the way, in the inimitable fashion with which these victims were dispensed. Mm-hmm. And it really it this the, the ripple effect of this it can be seen in everything from hey, I would argue, law and order to criminal minds. And really this this was way ahead of its time. There's nothing on T V like this at the time. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in film like this. This is, it's disgusting. Yeah. And, and,
1: and you know, it's funny because um, uh, Lewis has a very famous quote. I mean, he knows that this movie is amateurish. He knows that it's a bit of it's kind of crap. Yeah, he says you lots know, of out
0: of focus moments. Yeah. lots of weird I mean, he, zooms that make but, no sense. But, but, but he
1: says he he says th- he likens it to, to a Walt Whitman poem. He says it may be garbage, but it's the first. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you of Walt Whitman around, oh, You know, <laughs>
0: yeah, one of the <laughs> Great man of American letters. <laughs> yeah, right, right. There you go. <laughs> but anyway,
1: um, you know, I, I can be facetious and say what I've learned, but I mean, you know, I, I, I'm i such a fan of this movie and of this man. Mm-hmm.
0: I would love to interview Richard Gordon Lewis. If I had that opportunity, I would be absolutely. Well, it's definitely get on it. And, you know, it, it, you know, if you're fans of his, we hope you're fans of ours too. Right, star rating. Give me a star rating, man. Three. Three and a half for me. Yeah. For, for its place in the pantheon for sure in the canon yeah objectively I mean if I was going to rate this on like you know like you know oh, and yeah, yeah. Acting and acting mis- then it's scene. a two obviously then it's, like, it's like a
1: two but I mean honestly for like you know what, what this movie has done mm-hmm. the influence and the ripple effect as you said before even people that aren't don't even know that they're influenced by A.T. Lewis are influenced by A.T. Lewis you know what I mean yeah this is a four star movie mm-hmm. I love it it's crap but I love yeah. it yeah yeah
0: and for that we'm giving you four stars. So yeah, check us out www.reallyawfulmovies.com and we'll talk to you soon. Bum, bum, bum. bum. bum.